Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book One, Into the Void. Welcome back to The Void. Thank you so much for having me. Just us squirrels this time. This feels right. Very quiet. It is quiet. Just us squirrels. Squirrels? Is that what you said? Yeah. I said squirrels. Just us squirrels. Squirtles. Just us squirrels. Squirtles. I'm sorry. Carlos is a squirtle and the rest of us are squirrels. There we go. (laughs) Happy pride. Yes. Happy pride, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing like uh, squirting turtles to make us think about the most important month there is. Um, who's playing this very gay game with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns and I play Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey y'all, my name is Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns and I'm playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. <laughs> and my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master. And I use they, them pronouns. Um, how about we uh, chat for a second about <laughs> what y'all did last time before oh, we sick. get started? This is Donnie Hoffer broadcasting for the last time from Hoffer Water Refinery Transmission Tower. Those strangers from the void, they've shut down my beacon. It's probably for the best. What good was it doing anyway? It only brought more pain. I guess I've been alone here too long. Oh, alone with whatever that thing was. That monster. I feel like it tangled itself up in my mind. And now... I just don't remember how I let things get this bad. I think those Voidfarers want to take me out of this place. They want me for some sort of hacking team for some reason. One of them says he's some sort of bigwig professor... But I saw him take that old safe. The one with our rainy day funds. I'm not sure he's such a good guy. But it's been raining here for so long. I don't know how some spare G's are going to help with anything. Heart and rain aren't so bad. They've been nice, I guess. They spent the whole evening fixing up their vehicle. I think I'll go with them. I don't want to spend another minute here. There's got to be a place in the void that doesn't just suck. I'm going to find it. Until next time, if there is a next time, question everything. Don't trust anyone that says they have all the answers and set your own path. That's what I'm going to do. Anyway, Donnie out. Okay, so the skedaddle is all uh, ready to go. Um, Scoot has like sort of moved it out on to the um, that loading dock area. Um, Scoot's out there with uh, Tristan. It is the morning. Uh, the storm seems to have cleared for a moment. It's still very overcast, but this is the first time since you've been on Poseidia, the rain has stopped pouring down. Um, You all, I think, are still up in the control tower getting all of your belongings together. Um, Your entire crew is there. Donnie is down on the um, deck with uh, Scoot and uh, Sebastian. What do you all do? Wow, we just made it through the night totally unscathed. No, like, spooky, soggy, septuagenarian witches. Yeah, teacher, did we have homework? Right, right, right. Uh, uh, Xander, go ahead and roll in insight check. I just, I'm stunned. I got a 16. 
there was a cockroach on your pillow when you woke up. <gasps> I put I, it there. He's a friend. <laughs> I put it there. I did a bit. I was pulling a prank on you. Gotcha. Get wrecked. I woke you up at like three in the morning. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like such an inappropriate time for that to happen. <laughs> He's like, I haven't slept for days. Get fucking wrecked, Xander. Sleep with one eye open. Um, but yeah, the skedaddle's ready to go. So unless you have any um, other pressing business on this rig, you can depart. I'd like to gather uh, our little Hack Olympic team for a quick word. Okay, it's just Donnie. <laughs> Wait, where's Birdie? Oh, Birdie's still. <laughs> Birdie didn't come with us. <laughs> Very much never, was never with you on any part okay, of this journey. Right. Birdie you're wasn't right. even on the character I, selection I, screen when we drafted this right, team. Yeah, he was not, not, real no, not, even, not even close. The Kingdom Hearts ally. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I turned to Donnie really quick. I say, all right, pal, look, we're about to go on a scary journey. You're probably going to see a lot of things you've never seen before, but just know that we're here for you. If you need anything, just let us know, Okay. You see Donnie is just like kind of staring up at the rig as you all are packing up the skedaddle to um, skidoo. And uh, Donnie just sort of shrugs and says, whatever, anywhere's better than here and uh, climbs aboard. I think that is a good sign. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work on the team spirit thing eventually, but I'll, I'll take I'll take whatever that works. Um, Hart, Xandar, any last things before you leave the rig? Absolutely not. Please get me off of this rock. <laughs> this amount of water surrounding me makes me deeply uncomfortable. There's been no time really to address it because so much has been happening, but Hart does not like the ocean and is ready to go. Oh, there's plenty more ocean where that came from. <laughs> yes. Xandar <laughs> just yeah. checks his pockets to make sure he has all of the money and sapphires that he's collected. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten very rich off of this. Uh, did you have time the previous night to try to count all of the G you found? I imagine I would have counted it before yeah. going to sleep. I imagine I wouldn't have been able to sleep without counting it first. Either okay. that or you fell asleep. And then after I woke you up with the cockroach, then you were like, well, I, I need to count money to fall back asleep. I, yeah, I, I counted it, went to sleep, <laughs> was woken up by the cockroach prank, and then counted it again to fall asleep again. Yeah. <laughs> Unless the real prank was uh, stealing your money. Um, you find 1,000 G. All right, that's fair. Is, this a, is it fair? Is this a is this a coupon for Papa John's? Yeah, you can. It only can be redeemed for pizza. Oh, okay, no breadsticks. And it's real, right? The money? It's not like counterfeit There's a real coupon, money. right? Oh, um, why don't you investigate it? All right, I will. Can I investigate the expiration date on the coupon? There's no coupon. I don't know what you're talking about. But yes, uh, go ahead. Yes, and, roll and it. me. I only got a nine. I only got a nine. But ten. forgeries. Forgeries are my area of expertise. Um, I'll let you add expertise to that nine so you can double your proficiency bonus. Okay, well, my uh, I, I'm not proficient in investigation, but oh. if I can add my proficiency bonus, it would be an 11. 11? Okay, cool. I think a over a 10, you're pretty sure that that is legit money. The only thing that you aren't sure of is whether or not it's like money that is in circulation. It's kind of unusual for people to carry around physical bills. They're usually for spending like on planet. So were mm -hmm. you to try to spend this money anywhere else kind of in the system, you might have to go to a currency changer first. Cool. All right. Uh, uh, Jules, would it be looked at as sketchy to spend cash these days? It's not sketchy per se. It's just sort of inconvenient. I see. And like mm -hmm. you'd have to be constantly kind of changing out money. The electronic system that all plans kind of have sort of uh, deal with exchange rate and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, carrying around money is just sort of unnecessary, especially when you're uh, traveling through the void. The amount of weight you're carrying with you is, becomes very important. Uh, so there's not really a lot of point to like hauling around a bunch of paper. Uh, how would you do on your coupon check? I got a I got a 12. Uh, with a 12, I will say that you do find a coupon that was sort of buried within all of the money. The coupon is expired. Shit. Bed, bath, and far beyond. Yeah. <laughs> with well, maybe, indeed. maybe we can give this as a gift to someone and... I don't know. Maybe yeah, they'll you fall can give for it to it. a gift of someone that you hate. Hart, yeah. Hart takes the coupon out of Rain's hands and puts it through the little shredder that they have in their elbow. What? No! Think it is expired. <laughs> no! I fall to the ground. Um, I pick it back up. Uh, yeah. Could we then assume uh, with the with this like context that that 
carrying cash is fairly difficult. That like this money was sequestered for a while or like hidden, like 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 finding cash in and of itself is like a strange event. Yeah, I think away. what you would be able to posit was that this was probably some sort of rainy day fund. Mm. Like uh, this uh, company, from what you've been able to gather, looking at the uh, files that you've been able to recover from that um, laptop, um, the, the the company wasn't doing well. Uh, they were certainly <laughs> underwater. So <laughs> the <laughs> cash they had on hand was probably just like what they were kind of pulling from to stay afloat. Oh my God, there's so much. Wow. That, was, that one was an accident. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, I don't think that that particularly means anything to heart specifically, but it's interesting to me as a player. So I just wanted to ask. Well, I'm very glad. Please keep those coming. <laughs> Uh, heart, heart gets into the boat. The right. little skedaddle. Uh, the skedaddle will seal up with all of you inside of it. It's a much more cramped ride this time around now that you have added two extra passengers. Um, but you all take off in the water. Well, Tristan can turn into a seagull, right? So he doesn't take up too much space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. I guess, uh, 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 but Tristan wants to be close to Scoot. So they've just mm. been separated for so long. Ugh. So. so he's like, sit on my lap. <laughs> Every, and everyone's like, <laughs> yikes. There's definitely like a lot of PDA happening with these yeah. two. Is he um, driving too? Jesus. Yes, Scoot is driving, but you see, like, like uh, Tristan sort of has his, it's that cute, like, thing where uh, uh, Tristan has his arms around, like, Scoot's waist as he's driving the skedaddle, and it's just, like, they're both blushing uh, through their scales. I'm gonna pop a, I'm gonna pop a melatonin, put my headphones in, <laughs> so I can for this whole ride. Just yeah, it's me up when we get there. watching Failure to Launch. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm going to be playing Snake on my Boost mobile phone. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're loved and Pride Month has created a real... real Boost mobile phone. <laughs> Wait, no, um, we're very happy. Playing? We're just like three very unromantic people. Yes. <laughs> Literally um, the party of groans. <laughs> the three of us are all like, oh, jeez. Why did we save this person? Um, for love, you all <laughs> take off. Um, you're journeying through the ocean from much of the day um it's still like very uncomfortable you hear the pressure of the water on the sides of the skedaddle um it's jerking every now and then um you, you see occasionally scoot kind of fully stops the uh the ride um it seems like he's sort of like waiting for things to like kind of swim by underwater um, but you like continue going. Uh, you can't, it's it's unnerving. You can't see outside of anything. You're just inside of a tin ball underwater. Um, but eventually you can feel yourself starting to submerge. A uh, scoot sort of uh, takes his head out of the viewing scope and turns back. Oh, we're coming up on the cistern, everybody. You guys want to go topside and take a look? It's uh, something to see. Are we going back to the ship or are we trying to collect more nerds? <laughs> so what you've learned from Tristan and Skew is that the group of nerds that Tristan was with, um, they were ambushed by those same kind of uh, uh, a swampy looking gentleman that came out of those mm -hmm. crates. Tristan was the only one that survived. Uh, they're are probably more of their research team out there. They don't really have a good way to start looking for them yet. So their uh, plan, and if, if you want to direct them to a different place, you definitely can, was to try to rendezvous with the churn, which was the ship that your uh, void craft is on. And the churn was headed for the cistern. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm totally down to go back. If they don't want to look for their friends, I don't necessarily feel obligated to. Okay. Um, the skedaddle sort of um, emerges uh, topside and um, Scoot sort of opens up the little hatch. And if you go outside and look, you will see the cistern, this massive floating refinery, uh, bigger than anything you've kind of seen on this planet before. It looks like several different ships kind of linked together, floating as one like massive barge. Uh, you see, as you are kind of looking out 
freighters pulling in out from the atmosphere. They're like kind of coming down and they're docking into the uh, cistern. And you can see even from this distance that they're like sort of being loaded up with um, drums of water and then they're taking off. Um, Donnie says they're taking advantage of the storm break. You don't have a lot of time to uh, land and load up with the water before another storm rolls in. This is the safest time to do it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you kind of you kind of sounded upset for a minute. I'm just telling you what's going on. Oh, okay. Thank you. Never mind. Did you ever accompany anyone to the cistern? Yeah, we went a couple of times. It's cool. They're like stores and stuff like that. I am excited. I do not get to see very many stores. I've only been to one, I believe. And we went wild. And then I, I, um, I unlock one of the fanny packs that's like resting around one of my <laughs> legs, probably. Um, and I, uh, I give it to Donnie. Uh, and I say, this is one of the things that I bought at the last store I visited. What is it? It is a fanny pack. You can put many things in there. Oh, thanks. You are welcome. Uh, Donnie puts on the fanny pack and sort yes. of like... How does he put it on? Yeah. How does he put it on? <laughs> Roll an inside check. Yay! <laughs> oh, a five. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he, he um, seems like very unsure of like how to properly put this thing on. So he sort of like straps it over his shoulder and like under his other arm. So it's kind of like going across his chest instead of around his waist. And he kind of like... Looks at you like, is this right? Um, I am currently wearing one of the fanny packs around my neck like a necklace, so I give him a thumbs up. It looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, over the shoulder is like the cooler way to wear a fanny pack anyway, so. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. Um, I, the- I take my fanny pack off of my waist and I put it on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> a rule for performance. It's <laughs> probably going to be awful. That's a 13. Yeah. Looks yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like you're definitely copying off of this kid, but um, you do do it. So Shit. objectively, yes, it looks okay, okay, but it's definitely not original. Shit. Xandar <laughs> will like pat his pockets and be like, oh, yeah, right. I think I left mine on the clipper, maybe, <laughs> knowing full well that I've just lost track of the fanny um, you all get close enough to the cistern to dock. The skedaddle actually just like kind of crawls up the side and lets itself into one of its uh, many loading docks. Um, yeah, you can tell that uh, it seems like during the storm break, uh, things on the cistern are a little easier. Uh, there are tons of people working here, but it seems like people are kind of like taking breaks and you see people passing around like flagons of ale. It kind of seems like well, when it's not storming, uh, they have like a second to like take a breath. They get hammered. Um, they get just <laughs> nice and hammered. Um, it's very loud here. The sound of the freighters like coming in, uh, docking into the cistern, loading up with water. It's like the constant sound of like metal grinding. Um, the, sh- the the cistern itself is like constantly like vibrating and moving. Um, but that's where you are. Um, there are a couple points of interest. You will see the churn the ship that you were looking for that your Voidcraft is on. Um, you'll also see a tugboat pulls in around the same time that you get there, and it is hauling a giant scow of just salvaged junk. Um, all sorts of, like, scraps kind of piled high. And then inside the cistern, you'll see, like, a number of, like, different, like, stores. You see, like, a little mini um, uh, Harper & Sons. Uh, you see a... You see a food court. <laughs> <laughs> Go Ooh. on. Uh, is there a Claire's? Yeah, yeah. You Can see, we get uh, Donnie's uh, ears pierced? <laughs> is there a Claire's? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not a Claire's, but you see like some like hardier looking places where you look like one could maybe get like a tattoo and a piercing or something like that. These are all very like sea folk kind of vibes. Uh, but you see like um, a couple of gobble industry uh, stores that um, sell things too. The captain, Cassiopeia, is going to head directly for the churn to uh, check on her ship. Scoot and Sebastian are going to check in with the um, foreman of the cistern to see if any more of their crew has, like, come there. And Donnie and Sheila are going to stick with you. Where do y'all go? I think 
before Cass walks away, Xandar will be like, oh, wait, uh, Captain. Yeah. Before you leave and before the ch- before we have the chance to get cold feet, I, I think all three of us, we, well, we found this and we want to give it to you. And Xandar will hand over the lockbox full of cash. Gee, where did you find this? I, f- I found it back, you know, on the tugboat and... I figured it would do us some good as a crew and maybe give you a little bit of freedom not to have to answer the church's every beck and call and, and fuel your own research in finding that dragon. Uh, roll for persuasion. Fifteen. Mm. Y'all are really sweet. Are you sure? I mean, I think you can get more out of this than I can. Yeah, we're not really great with money, so... uh Oh, y'all got a payday coming. I'm going to contact the church right now and I'm going to get payment for the job. Still, I I think you better take this before. I think you better take this before we just go and spend it. All right. You don't have to tell me again. And all. Um, Cassie Beard takes the money. Yeah, she'll she'll just like kind of tuck it over her arm and she'll like kind of give you a nod and um, head over to the turn. Immediately after she leaves, Rain comes up to Xandar and is like, dude, I saw something really cool. Give me some of that money. I'm going to go buy it. Uh, well, how, how much you need? It's like a, uh, probably about like uh, 200. It's like a little dancing monkey toy with the with the symbols. Have you ever seen those? I, I think I might understand what you're talking about, but th- does that really seem 100% necessary? And Xandar's like stumbling over his words, not used to being the one who's like fiscally responsible and like needs to sort of draw uh, the line in the sand here. Yeah, maybe you're right. I'll just make a dancing monkey thing on the ship. Yeah, there's there's nothing we could get here that we couldn't get, you know, back on any other planet. This sure. is all sort of like kitschy souvenir stuff. We have yeah, now that you say it, it feels kind of dumb. <laughs> oh. I do not Heart, think it is dumb. Why don't you roll me a perception check? I would love to. I'm going to look around. <laughs> Dirty 20. Jesus. I see it okay. all. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> cool, Heart. Um, well, this is something that I think you are always kind of on the lookout for. Mm-hmm. Um, you will see directions to a uh, a zodiac uh, shrine on the cistern. Um, not a like full church, but just a place for people that keep the faith to sort of go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also see the uh, uh, captain of that garbage scout that just pulled in is a void forged <gasps> that is bigger than you. <gasps> Whoa, bigger than me. Cool. Yeah. I think like this whole time, like since we've stepped on the ship, I think like Hart has been um, like relatively close to Donnie because it is it's very loud here, sure. and he just came from maybe the quietest place on Poseidia. And at the at the site of this void forge, I think I just like I like pat Donnie on the shoulder, uh, and I sort of like gesture towards the void forge, and I'm like, they are very tall. I must go speak to them. Um, and then I am going to uh, healy my way over to the void forged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donnie, I think will look to you, Xandar, since you've kind of identified yourself as like the leader of this group <laughs> and sort of like look at you like, like where is he supposed to go? As, as Hart wheelies away, I was like, that's all right, Hart. I'll go ahead and look after this one. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> um, I flash a thumbs up over my shoulder. <laughs> um, Rain, you see Say, Hart. Stick with me, kid. Arm's length, arm's length. <laughs> He's like, not, uh, uh, he just like kind of comes up next to you, folds his arm. And just kind of like um, looks off into the middle distance, looking jaded. Um, I'll, hand him, I'll hand him my plasma whip to keep him entertained. <laughs> Well, he's playing with it like it's one of those sticky hands, like that you swing around. Uh, here, Donnie, play with this. This is fun. This is a real fun thing I have. I never really use hey, it, kid. But welcome it is to the thing mall. I have. <laughs> His eyes get real big. He's like, "That's cool." This is like that scorpion stick all over again. <laughs> uh, rain. Uh, what are you doing? I have an idea, a fun idea. I'd like to try with Xandar and Donnie. Okay. Uh, if if they're willing, and so I I think Rain sees all the like happiness and the festivity and like people enjoying themselves, like enjoying the nice weather, quote unquote nice weather, and um, Rain would like to teach Donnie uh, his first like official on the job lesson uh, and try to rig 
the sound system so it plays or like hack into the sound system so that it plays like sailor tunes blasting oh. over so that like all the people that are drinking can enjoy it. Cool, 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 cool. I guess Johnny will roll a hacker's tools check with advantage as you're helping him. Is that kind of how you see this happening? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, with advantage, uh, Donnie got a natural 19. He's got a plus three to intelligence, um, but no proficiency with hacker's tool. So it's just going to be 19 plus three, which is a solid 22, which is definitely enough to hack a simple sound system. Um, you hear like the, um, uh, there was nothing really playing at the time, um, just like kind of this like, every now and then there would be like an alert that was like saying like, how long until the storm break was over? Um, it sort of cuts out and then just like uh, whatever like local radio station kind of starts <laughs> playing this um, blaring uh, uh, tune. It sounds like uh, metal bagpipes almost playing. Yes. And uh, people start like, like grabbing each other and they're like dancing the street. You see like more flagons of ale being brought out by shops. Uh, people are like uh, having a good time. Uh, some people are just like kind of you know, taking time to just sit down, you get the sense that these people just kind of work 24 seven. Um, and uh, you brought a little bit of uh, joy to their day and also messed up their sound system. Aww. <laughs> Good, let's dance. And I yank Xandar and I yank Donnie uh, and I, we all join in and uh, and uh, and uh, sing and dance. And maybe I give Donnie a, a sip of his first beer. <laughs> I think with whoa, that whoa, check, whoa. you will see. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> You're giving around with a beer and a whip. You're giving this kid a weapon and a drink. Um, no, this no, is no, a little no, bit of a him to us. I don't know what will. He needs help. Party. Uh, Heart, you pull up in front of this Void Forge. Uh, not like any Void Forge you've seen before. It looks like he's sort of made out of, or say they're made out of like different parts of things it's like none of their parts really match up but they're bulky and um slightly kind of like rusted over in places and they're just like hauling things kind of off of their garbage scow and just like laying them out on the deck as you approach um i approach uh and i'm like hello my name is Hart. you look very strong do you need assistance yes strong Hart. i am junk I am here to help. He sort of like sets down a big old like rusted over barrel and starts like kind of like laying things out on it. I have you by. Uh, and uh, uh, Hart is like, um, Hart is like, wow, these are a lot of things. Um, what has he, uh, what, what have they laid out so far? Yeah, you see, um, it looks like a big old pile of like kind of fine metal objects. Some, some of them look like glasses. Uh, some of them look like kind of like forks and like cutlery. Uh, you see like some old timey looking radios. You see some just like parts of ships, just like random like chunks of ships. You can roll an investigation check. I would love to roll an investigation check. Ooh, uh, that's going to be just a nine. Yeah, that's kind of what you see. None of it looks, as you're kind of like scanning through it, none of it looks particularly valuable. Um, but he's definitely got like a lot of stuff. Um, they sort of turn to you and they gesture towards your body. Need replacement heart. Oh, I do not believe I need replacements. However, if you have additions, I would like to see them. Um, and I, I also want to pick up uh, one of the one of the one of the old time radios, mm -hmm. um, so I can so I can give it to Donnie as a gift. Oh, nice, mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, he uh, goes back onto the ship and brings out a crate that is sort of filled with disassembled body parts. It looks like, uh, but they're all <laughs> void forged parts. Um, they pull out like an arm. Um, they pull out they pull out a couple of arms. Um, they pull out a few like kind of like feet attachments you can tell. Um, they pull out a memory crystal um, and like set it down. Oh. Replacements. Um, uh, <laughs> this is 
This is so funny because, like, if I was any other species, like somebody who's like pulling out like arms and like parts of the like the hippocampus of a yeah. brain would be so horrifying. But like, I think I think like heart, um, sort of like I think like gets the gist of like what this what this void job is, which is sort of like like go out and like find junk and like bring it back. And so it was like very um, sort of like calmly. Well, let me make an insight check go on this on this on this void forge. Please do. Um, seventeen. Yeah, um, that is pretty much Junk's purpose. They kind of go out and they grab whatever salvage. It's hard for ships to land, as you saw firsthand, um, on Poseidia. So there's a lot of salvage that ends up kind of either sinking to the bottom of the oceans or gets, like, stuck on crags and rock outcroppings. Um, and it seems like uh, Junk spends time sort of salvaging what they can and trying to sell it back on the cistern. But there's nothing nefarious sort of about that you insight about their um, little shop that they're running here. Uh, you sure. imagine whatever <laughs> these pieces of void forged that they're trying to like pass off to you are just bodies that they've recovered from the ocean. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And I think you would also know that void forged don't really consider or I think maybe you don't know this. Um, but you're wondering if maybe some Voidforges don't consider their bodies extensions of themselves, but their mm -hmm. bodies are more of tools. And what a Voidforge actually is, is what makes up its memory crystal. Oh my god. Uh, uh, it's, it's cancer season. You can't just say things like that to me out of nowhere. Um, uh, 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 wow. I just need to take a take a second. The, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Cool. <laughs> Well, actually, um, no, we'll go back to, we'll go back yeah, to the Glee team me, over here. <laughs> give me a minute to sort through this crisis. Go back to the dancing. I think you all find yourself sort of um, sat in front of a, just a bar. Um, you see, like, uh, there, there's a bunch of, like, ale in front of you since you've, like, kind of done this thing. You got a bunch of, like, free drinks and, like, I don't know, maybe like a giant pretzel or something like that. Um, mm. What are y'all doing? I push my glass of beer towards Donnie and I say, okay, look, a sip and enjoy yourself because after this party, we're focused, okay? On what? On the Hack Olympics, baby. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Donnie takes a sip of beer. I've had beer before. What? Yeah, there was. This a isn't a new experience for you? Well, I shatter my glass on the ground. This is bullshit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Donnie definitely recoils from this like sign of like aggression and sort of looks down. Sorry. Look, Donnie, okay, we gotta do something cool before you get into study mode. What's something that you like to do? Um, I like music. You like music? What kind of music? I don't know. I just like to. There are these people that sort of. Uh, you wouldn't get it. Come on, try me. There are people that, like, take sounds that they find, you know, in places, and they, like, turn it into to music. I mean, I mean, it doesn't sound like anything, I guess, like, that you would probably listen to, but, mm -hmm. like, you know, it, there's a lot of depth to it. Rain, Rain gets a little serious. I don't know if she shows it on her face, but she gets serious for a second. A, a little less jolly, I should say. And she says, she says, uh, we, so like what kind of, what kind of experimental music would you say? It's like something that's really loud or maybe something that's kind of softer, maybe like a, a lower frequency. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts like here. Do you have like a, a sextant? Mm -hmm. Here. And yeah, I just, I guess I put my visor on him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, he uh, pulls something up and I'll say that he's probably still kind of keyed in to the sound system a little bit and mm -hmm. connects that to your visor and plays something now though the music cuts out and plays something out over the, the speakers. People are like kind of immediately sort of like upset that this has happened because mm -hmm. um, it just sounds like static is coming through. Xandar, roll me a wisdom saving throw. All right. 14. You immediately see rain as this um, 
starts to play, you recognize this as the same thing you, you listened off of uh, Donnie's little uh, work uh, computer. Work computer? <laughs> I have a work computer. <laughs> <laughs> little tablet? <laughs> yeah. Donnie's his work computer, tablet. of course. <laughs> Different yeah. than his personal laptop. <laughs> I've been working from home. Yeah, he's been working from home for a long time. <laughs> you recognize that as the same sound that you found on that message board that Donnie plays. Xandar, uh, Rain, you will notice that Xandar, as soon as it starts playing, sort of like goes comatose almost. Like, just like, he was like in the middle of drinking, like drops his drink, hands like kind of fall to the side and just like stares off into space. I yeah. immediately, I immediately am like, stop, 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 stop. And I like try to stop the, the song and I try to, um, as soon as I can stop the song, then I go to Xandar and I'm trying to wake him back up again. Xandar, where is a place that you felt safe? I think Xandar feels most safe sort of floating on the very outskirts of the far system, close to Limbo, maybe just outside of Limbo's orbit, where he can feel sort of in tune with like his soul's connection with the astral plane. Because Gith are always, you know, so so much more comfortable or so much... um, A lot of them, like, spend a lot more time in the astral plane. They they feel a lot more comfortable in the astral plane than they do in the material plane. So I think as close to that as I can get, that's sort of, like, what Xandar would imagine as, as, like, the nicest, calmest experience. That's where you are, Xandar. You're on your clipper, and you're just kind of floating out there. Just, like, letting the drift of gravitational sort of pull take you as you're just sort of like you're listening to music but you just hear that same sort of staticky sound coming out of the um sound system in the, in the clipper and just makes you feel so safe and you hear a voice kind of cut in through the static it says prepare the way prepare the way for our return prepare the way what do you do do I recognize that voice at all or sort of what sort of creature would be making that noise? You do recognize the voice in that it feels so comforting. It feels almost like the voice of your mother. It isn't, but that's how it feels to hear it. It feels warm. Hmm. And do I think that I am like, do I actually think that I am in my clipper out on the astral plane? Like floating? You do, yeah. I think that I would open my eyes then. Uh, you open your eyes and you are jolted back awake. You're now face to face with rain back in Sa- the courtyard of the cistern. Santa, snap out of it. I'm like clapping him on the neck. <laughs> Did you say something? No, you, you, the kid played some. some I didn't mean to. I, I didn't mean to. He didn't mean to. He didn't try to do anything, but you, 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 you zonked out for a second there. You okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. It's just for a second there, I thought, I I don't know, I felt real comfortable and I, I thought I was far, far away from here and, and somebody was asking me to prepare the way for their return. Hmm. I turn to Donnie really quick. I say, do you know anything about this? It's just a, a sound that somebody found. It's been circulating around the net. It's just cool. People like listening to it. Okay, I think we're going to... uh be responsible parents here and say no more of that for a little bit. <laughs> no more beer. No more of that song. Only uh, uh, sailor drinking tunes. And I blast the like I have a very serious face but I click the button to play the sailor drinking tunes which are very silly. Um, Xander, roll me an insight check. Six. Yeah, you just can't get that sound out of your head. You kind of want to like listen to it again there's something about it that's familiar to you but i think now that you're out of it you know like the effect that that sound had on you like you're aware of like what that was just now that you were Mm -hmm. sort of like slipped you lost control of yourself for a second Mm -hmm. um i'm used to that yeah music (laughs) being played and then losing control of myself (laughs) there you go um but you can't put your finger on it but it does remind you of something heart Mm -hmm. you are staring at a pile (laughs) 
Of Void parts. Forged body right, right. parts. This is supposed to be a nice, easy shopping episode. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, junk is like holding them up in front of you, um, sort of like activating them. One of them has like a blade that kind of like shoots out of it. Um, one of them um, holds up and like presses like a, a, a button and it kind of like a shield kind of extension kind of flares out of it. And he like throws it down. He just like keeps picking up things and like like showing you what they do. It's like um, replacement, replacement. <laughs> um, this feels this feels um, like uh, clear, it's, it's obviously very reminiscent of like Patch being like upgrade, upgrade, um, but with mm. much less sinister overtones. Um, sure. I think uh, I think Hart is like sees the 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 shield arm and is like intrigued suddenly about. The idea of, of having a shield, um, I think, like, not necessarily for themselves, but, like, the idea now that, like, we keep collecting these orphans and, like, Rain almost died and, and like, being able to have something like that, I think, would be um, beneficial for them. Uh, and so I think, I, I definitely think they, they pick up the, the shield arm uh, and they're like, yes, this is a very interesting replacement. Um, and they they look again at the, the memory crystal and I think there's like a weird moment of like, of like panic kind of, mm. uh, where, where like the, the, the possibilities that the memory crystal offers become very overwhelming. Yeah. And I don't think you have ever heard of a void forge sort of swapping out a memory crystal. Right. Like you've never even seen one separated from a void forge before. Yeah. I pick up the shield arm. I have the radio tucked under my other arm. And then I think I gesture towards the memory crystal. Um, and I say, do you remember where you found this? <clears throat> Salvage ship, many dead, took from inside junk. This is yours? No, negative, took from inside salvage. Um, he sort of picks it up and he um, kind of like shows it to you, corrupted. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, heart, uh, if this was like a, if this was like a cinematic moment, like the, the animation would like, like zoom in on their hand as they like reach out towards the memory crystal. And there's like a moment of hesitation where you're like, what are they going to do? Um, <laughs> and then I think they, um, grab onto it. Uh, and heart says, may I? Trade. Affirmative. Trade. Um, and then I'm going to look at my inventory and see what I have to trade. Um, uh, I pull the I pull the scythe off of my back, the scythe that we thought was so cool, um, and uh, I show it to I show it to Junk and like the the ways that it can like be separated and good salvage trade accepted. Affirmative. Thank you. Uh, junk uh, takes the scythe, um, and I will let you take those three things. <laughs> Yay. Okay, cool. Um, um, I am going to very... Pulls up, uh, pulls up a barrel and sets it down and, like, indicates for you to sit down. Oh, uh, uh, oh, okay. Um, I will. I will sit down. Um, I am going to tuck the memory crystal into my neck fanny pack. <laughs> okay, um, cool. And then I will hold the radio and then, like, offer off the, the, the shield arm. Like, I assume that that's what he's, that's what yeah, he's going to do. Yeah, um, he takes your arm and, um starts like kind of working on it so he like you know there's like a bunch of tools that sort of come out of their hand and their arm that kind of latch on to where your arm connects at the shoulder and start mm. like kind of working at separating it it doesn't feel great um but after a while you like feel like a click 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 click, click um and you know that like it's okay for your arm to be removed in this way mm -hmm. um like 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 uh, junk knows what they're doing and your entire arm is sort of removed. Cool. Um, and he like just like <laughs> kind of tosses. In the middle of them all. <laughs> in the middle of them all. Uh, he sort of like tosses it to the side. Um, and um, he begins to attach the new arm. The process is actually going to take uh, a bit of time. The other group, I'll say that you kind of finish up at the restaurant. Um, do you head over to find Hart? Are you going somewhere else? I was going to say before that I would like to have been keeping an eye on Hart. So if I can see Hart from the restaurant, that's what I, I would oh, want sure. to Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, you look in. down the way and you see a void forge take off Hart's arm. Would my alarm go off? I don't think so. This is not okay. tampering. 
Um, okay. Void Forged can switch out their parts in this okay. way. Cool. Cool, cool. I think we should stick close. Um, seeing a Void Forge, not that we don't trust Hart's judgment, and mm-hmm. you know, not that they can't do whatever they want with their arms. <laughs> but I think we should stick close just to be careful, because we both, I think, can agree that Hart can be a bit naive. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rain agrees, but I think Rain's mind is somewhere else mm. when you say that. So. She she's just very much like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and she goes with you. Yeah. Okay. So then we'll say like um, this will probably be equate to like a short rest that will be like switching out this arm. Um, heart, you get this giant arm attached to you. <gasps> um, it's much bigger than your other arm. Yeah. And it's uh also like looks like you know, it's definitely used. Uh, you can tell that there's like kind of gunk in the crevices. Um, you can see. Um, it sort of has this shield part that you can kind of uh, make stick out like larger, uh, but it's kind of always attached to the arm as well. I mean, the whole thing is kind of rusted over a bit. And as you look at the shield part, you see like little like flecks of like blood on it and like little like areas where it's been like dented and distressed. Um, you're not sure what Voidforged once had this arm, but they definitely like lived a life. Um, as you are sort of like feeling the attachment, junk sort of nods good um, and holds up your arm. Trade. Affirmative. You may have my arm. Uh, junk throws your arm onto the heap <laughs> and um, sort of like indicates that you can uh, pick another thing for that arm. <gasps> another treasure? Another trinket for my arm? <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Um, can I uh, uh, make a, another investigation check? Yeah, go for it. Investigation, dirty 20. What do I find? What do I find Ah. in the claw machine? (laughs) I'll say in that pile of sort of like more delicate looking metal, Mm -hmm. you see a pair of uh, goggles uh, that seem to be like a little bit higher quality than the rest of the stuff there. Ooh, Um, I will pick those up with my small arm. Mm. <laughs> My small arm. <laughs> Which is also not small because that's the, the, the arm that has your force gauntlet. But even that arm is smaller than your shield arm now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, My relative sort of small arm. Nods. Uh, good salvage, heart. Thank you, Junk. I must find my friends. Thesis, guide your journey. Uh, sort of seeing what's going on here, that this is a trade of robot parts. <laughs> yeah. I think... Xandar is going to approach Hart and present the communicator that he uh, lifted off of Patch. Because mm. I'm assuming this is like some sort of Void Forge part. And just be like, hey, if, if you, we never really did anything with this. I don't know if you want to try to get any value out of this or anything. If you would like to trade, by all means. Junk has many treasures. Salvage. Yeah, I'm not really looking to replace any of my arms is what I'm saying. So maybe if you if you want to pick anything else out, you can use this. Uh, 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 and, and, and Hart's like, you do not have to replace your arm. You may take a trinket if you like. Um, and I, like, I'll hold up like the radio and like the goggles um, and be like, uh, 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 treasures. But if you are uncomfortable, I understand. Um, and then I will uh, offer the communicator out to, to Junk to see if it's something that Junk wants. Mm. Fine, salvage. Ah, uh, he indicates another pile. Trade. A, a pile separate from the radio and goggles? Um, it just it seems like he's like things sort of ranked as like, this is good stuff. This is like, okay stuff. This is garbage. Uh, so he like sort of indicates like just like a pile of uh, scraps that you can kind of pick from. Okay. Uh, I'll hold on to the communicator then. I'm like, all right, uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, I appreciate it. I think I know what I got here, though. Very indignantly walk away. Ooh, you're dickering. Uh, roll for persuasion. <laughs> Get better Ooh, junk. That is a 21. Ooh. Um, You see, like, a couple of sparks, like, fly off of, like, junk's neck. Mm. Trade. And, like, points to, like, another pile of a little bit nicer looking stuff. <laughs> What's in that pile? Um, roll an investigation deck. Okay. That's a two. Ah, nothing of 
super interest to you, I don't think. Um, you find like a few ammo clips uh, that could come in handy, especially for that uh, shotgun that you all lifted. Um, you find, I'll say, since, since you're kind of looking through a pile of better looking things, you see something that is very clearly broken but could be of higher value if properly repaired. Uh, you see a jetpack that is um, fully like missing one fuel canister and is definitely like pretty severely damaged. Xandar is immediately like, oh shit, yeah, I had one of these when I was a kid. These things are sick. I'm sure we could figure out how to fix this up. Mm, trade. Yeah, absolutely trade. Deal. No taxis, backsies. And I pick up the jetpack and I put it on and I run around with my arms up going. I think with that, Cassiopeia will like kind of uh, uh, come up. Y'all are still here? Captain, I got a new arm. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Look, uh, the storm break is just about over. I want to take off before it hits. Are we ready to ship off? Yeah. And like, I think for like the first time in a long time, you see that like rain is very, very quiet. <laughs> um, her mind is racing with the th- everything that she's collected over this time with Artemis, with the uh, Githyanki, with the mind flares, like all of these like pieces are connecting for her. Um, so maybe not in this episode, but maybe at some point... <laughs> Uh, I think Rain. I think Rain is completely focused right now on digging into that and digging into that sound clip. All right. Um, Kesby just sort of like shrugs from your like very non-committal response mm-hmm. and um, starts like walking towards the uh, ship. Oh, I guess Shale has also been here this whole time, and Shale is like, "Yeah, I don't think I want to buy anything." <laughs> and follows Cassiopeia <laughs> um, towards is, the ship. Is Donnie coming with us? Uh, yeah, Donnie's coming with you. As you all head back on to the churn, um, you see the fitch, the, the, the ship has been uh, patched up. The uh, Voidcraft, I should say. Uh, Star Crosshair has been um, patched up a bit. Um, still kind of looks like it's got some dings in it, uh, but they were able to mm, give it some... Uh, how many hit points does it have less? Who, who has that handy? I do. I was nice. doing math. I was doing so much math, you wouldn't even believe. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. How much math were you doing? So much math. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, we had 405 hit points left. Cool. I don't think I indicated a hit die for those. So we'll go ahead and say that it's um, hit die will be a D100. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and roll 1D100 plus 20. Me? Yeah. <gasps> 84. Okay, so it will Ooh, return We're at full health, points. baby. Nice, cool. Hey. Then you are ready uh, for takeoff. As you get there, you see Birdie and V, Birdie's aunt, um, in front of the ship. And Birdie has like a little suitcase packed and the aunt is like kind of pacing. Uh, she looks very like kind of nervous and sees you coming kind of like uh, takes off towards you, Rain, even though you are currently not in a great place, um, sort of comes up to you. All right, were you serious about taking him? Uh, yeah, I kind of snap out of it and I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Does he have everything he needs? Yeah, listen, he's never been off world before. Okay, but okay. I don't, I don't want to, and I don't want him to end up like some of the people around here. I want him to see things. Okay, hey. so I am trusting you with something very precious. Do you understand me? I, I gently place my hand on her arm and I say, you have nothing to worry about. We'll protect him with our lives. You better. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bernie sort of comes up with a suitcase. Uh, permission to come aboard? Permission granted, Permission granted. I take off the jetpack and I hold it in front of him and I sort of drop it into his hands and I go, here you go, homework. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking the same Yay. thing, Xandar. Uh, yes. Sort of like runs up and hugs V. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And like kisses his aunt on the cheek. And like um, you all head on to the ship. Uh, v cries and like sort of like uh, says goodbye as you all board the Star Corsair. Any last business on the churn or cistern before you take off? Uh, you only have a, about uh, 30 minutes or so before the storm hits again. Um, yes, 
I want to just really quick, really, really super quick. Uh, uh, I want to cast, I would like to preemptively cast uh, magical tinkering on like a coin and have it just be like a wind up like toy so that uh, it creates a little projection of birdie and I like slip it in the aunt's <laughs> pocket. Aww. That's really sweet. <laughs> Get an inspiration point for next game. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to waste it. <laughs> <laughs> my next coupon hunt. <laughs> yep, my next bit. Xandar <laughs> uh, Hart, any less business? Um, I want to find, uh, I want to find Donnie. Um, mm. uh, and uh, I want to, I want to be like, I want to give him the, the old radio that I found. Um, and I want to say, um, I was very scared when I left my home for the first time. I thought perhaps you could play around with this. Maybe it would be something nice. Thanks for thanks for finding me. Thank you for coming with us. I'm glad you are here. Oh, um, he sort of takes the radio and goes aboard the ship. Um, you all, uh, Xander, sorry. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm all good. Okay, cool. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time, but I'm all set. Always, baby. Um, you are all aboard the ship. You are um sort of. Uh, uh, the the Star Corsair takes off as the uh, storm clouds sort of envelop the sky behind you in your wake, and you are back in the cold embrace of the void. Um, you are all I'm gonna say on the deck, and um, the captain sort of turns and sees like these two kids here, and kind of like looks at you, Rain, and looks at you, Xandar. And looks at you hard and sort of just like sighs and shakes her head and um, goes over to the uh, command console. She says, all right, y'all got a payday coming and I think I'll have plenty to refuel and recrew and we can continue. And then you hear the door to the command um, deck sort of slide open and you see Hestia come aboard on deck and... Hestia says, if there aren't any further delays, I would like to get to my lab, as was promised. And then you hear Birdie yelp and drop the jetpack and take like a step back and sort of like look at you, Rain, and look at Hestia. What? What is this? And that's where we'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> I need a, a week to think about what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, start scripting out your apology note now. Oh, no. First word is listen. <laughs> ellipses. Listen. Ellipses. <laughs> Fabulous job, everyone. Um, well, you are leaving Poseidia and you're starting the next leg of your journey. I think this will close sort of chapter one of Into the Void. <gasps> chapter one, book one. Here we fucking go, right? All right. Bianca, where can people find us? And they should be looking for us. Now is the perfect time. Now is the perfect time. Come on over to social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Reddit at the pod has been cast. And you can tweet us on Twitter at the PHB cast. Carlos, my darling, who do we need to be saying thank you to this week? Uh, We want to say a very special thank you to the guests that have been uh, with us all the way until this episode through all of chapter one. Uh, The ones that have been paying diligent attention to all the details, including Devin Pryor, who sent us, who's a fan who sent us a message on Instagram saying that uh, in the episode with the sharks, Sharks should have been electrocuted just like all of us. And maybe Rain wouldn't have uh-huh. had to make all those death-saving yep, 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 yep. throws. Hey, listen, you know, me and my family, uh, we, we aren't taking any questions on the shark <laughs> incident at this time. All, um, I'm, all I'm saying is... We ask that you respect our privacy and we want to <laughs> spend time with our family and our God. And I apologize for any shark-related uh, miscalculations <laughs> I may have made. I'm just saying it. I'm just happy that the like sixth rated character Rain is getting some love. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone's looking out for the sixth best character in this show. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for for your watchful eye. I will do better with my shark math in the future. <laughs> yeah, add you jewels know. as much as you want. <laughs> 
Yeah, so do the bring do, it go on. Ahead. <laughs> um, when God, I don't have a transition to the Robert's Corner right now. That's all right. I'll just jump right in. Here. <laughs> I'm, right. Hi, I'm Robert. Welcome to Robert. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So this week, Robert's Corner. I just want to give a shout out to Carl Nassib, who is mm. a defensive end for the Las Vegas Raiders, mm-hmm. who uh, just a couple days ago came out uh, on his Instagram as the first openly uh. gay player in the National Football League. Congratulations. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he came out and he said uh, he was donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. Um, wow. And then on top of that, the response from the rest of the league, which... You know, football, kind of questionable character in general surrounding the NFL. Um, It was cool to see them kind of doing the right thing, coming out overwhelmingly supportive, uh, matched his donation, donated another $100,000 to the Trevor Project. And in the days since uh, Carl released that video on Instagram, he has been the top selling jersey in the league every day. Oh my goodness. Yeah, pretty cool. So cool. Shout out Carl Nassib, uh, Representation Matters. Representation Hell yeah. does matter. Well, continue to give all of your money to all of your favorite queer people, including all the queer people on this podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. And with that, have a gay night. <laughs> have a gay night. Have a gay night. Have a gay night. <laughs>